0: Welcome to The Bright Spot. We created this podcast to give you practical tools for dealing with everyday problems. We walk you through the stories and struggles we've encountered in our own lives and those from our clients and those close to us. We uncover the messiness of being human and provide guidance and coping skills to be your best self. You may find therapy services too expensive, or maybe you just want to gain a different perspective. Either way, we hope you are able to relate, take what you need, and at the very least, find a bright spot in your Welcome to the Bright Spot Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1. This season is going to focus on health and wellness from a holistic perspective. This episode gives an overview of what's to come and a little background of why we look at health from a holistic perspective and not just as symptoms. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the... Bright spot. This is episode one of season two. So, in this podcast, we really wanted to be sure that this it, we cover several areas of life. Last season, we really focused on the mind, um, which will always be a theme. Um, throughout these episodes, because, hey, we love psychology. Um, This season is going to really focus on health and wellness from a holistic perspective. But before you think we're going to be throwing it a bunch of nonsense because you heard the word holistic or something like that, um, don't forget uh, that we... This podcast is about being a bright spot and we like science. And so there's definitely going to be some evidence-based practices here um, looking at how to live your life from a holistic wellness um, perspective and really just kind of increase your health. And so this episode is going to be kind of an overview of what's to come the next few um, this season and what areas we're going to be focusing on. And so to start, um, I just really wanted to give the definitions of wellness and holistic Um, wellness uh, for a short definition is living your life consciously in ways that improve your health and well-being. And holistic from a medical perspective is characterized by the treatment of the whole person, taking into account mental and social factors rather than just the symptoms of a disease. So I think Mata can probably speak on how even in psychology, you have to look at the whole person and what they've experienced, everything that's going on in their life, um, and... That's something that really drew me to psychology um, as well as some alternative practices um, with, with health and well-being.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as like a clinical psychologist, especially a clinical child psychologist, is that context is everything for me and that if someone tells me that they do something or they behave in some way... And if I just immediately try to treat that symptom, that behavior, but don't really necessarily look to see what context is that behavior coming, exhibiting in, then I'm doing that client a disservice because there are some instances where Where behaviors would can be considered maladaptive in some contexts, contexts, but in other contexts they can very much be functional and helping that person to survive. Um, And so, especially with the clientele that I typically work with, where um, their behavior problems, kind of stuff, especially when I used to, you know, work at boy or intern at boy Boys Town or work in community mental health, like I was working with some some children, some clients that didn't have all. That great of uh, contexts, good like home lives, and so for me to try to you know quote unquote make that behavior much more uh, adaptive and less problematic, it would actually harm that child in the context that they were living in. And so I wanted, so you have to really take context into consideration and treat the whole person. So a lot of what I do is much more, I don't necessarily only do individual therapy. A lot of what I do is family therapy, uh, couples therapy, um, where I'm getting that context and I'm treating you know, kind of the person within the context that they're living in and not just looking at, oh, this person is experiencing, you know, theft or, or is engaging in theft. Um, Oh, but that the reason for that is this child is, you know, going to the grocery store and stealing something, not because, because they're trying to be, you know, deviant, but it's because like They have a, you know, they have, you know, younger siblings at home and they need to provide food for that child. So is it, is it correct? Is it lawful? Absolutely not. But is it functional for that child? Absolutely
0: Right. And I think um, from that, it's like there's definitely that psychological base. And then for me, when I'm working with clients, I really look at everything that's going on um, in terms of, say, somebody comes to me with a concern um, about weight or, um, I mean, weight's a, weight's a good good example because it's something that a lot of people struggle with and oftentimes there's a lot of other things going on are they unhappy with their job are they unhappy in their relationships are they um is there you know a create do they have a creative outlet um are their needs being met their their basic needs um being met in terms of you know are they eating for emotional reasons are they um you know so there's there's a lot that goes on and if we just treated the Symptom of weight loss and say, Oh, here's your prescription. And it's not like I do that anyways, but here's your prescription. Then um, you know, this this will, you know, this is why you can't take a magic pill for weight loss. It's a lifestyle. Um <laughs> so I was
1: like, poof. Like, first of all, what is this magic pill that you're thinking about? Because like it's gonna be flying off the shelves. And second of all, yeah. like it's not like poof, you're cured. You are now at a healthy weight. Congratulations. Come see me. Right. Never. No, that's not happening.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly, and so and plus, that's not um, a very
1: good like business model for you. Like if you're just <laughs> giving them like poof, like you're cured, like you want pe- like as a health coach, you want people to come back and visit you. Like that's- exactly,
0: exactly, yeah. And I think and it's it's fascinating to see the pro- the progress that people get over um, over time. And um, <clears throat> my biggest thing, and we've talked about this a little bit, is is small changes. Um, uh, or small things make big changes over time, and so that's something that we really think about and focus on, and will be part of some of the te- techniques. But I did want to jump back into basic needs because a lot of the wellness um, <clears throat> concept and aspect kind of came from. Um, there are so many schools of thought, so so don't take this take this, but this is to me. Um, one of the schools of thought that i feel like you can build upon and it's um maslow's hierarchy of needs
1: So I love talking about Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. So it falls into under the category of humanistic uh, psychology. And so if you can imagine, if you want to kind of get a visual of this, um, just Google Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs and a pyramid, like a very colorful, colorful pyramid will pop up. And so what it's saying that in order to kind of progress and develop personally, you need to have like there's a there's an order to your needs that need to be met. And so the first level of that pyramid is what's called physiological needs. And so these are things for like your basic survival. And so we're talking about air, water, food, those kind of things that are going to meet your biological, physiological needs. And if those basic things are not being met, well, then you can't go up to the next level of the pyramid. And so a lot of the times I think um, we try as a society to meet these needs because we know that um that we can't move up this hierarchy. So why do a lot of schools provide free, you know, free breakfast or free lunches because we know that there's there's a good proportion of our children who are, you know, what's called food insecure where they don't know when their next meal is coming and we know that if children aren't well nourished, well then you're not going to be able to sit quietly and take in the information and learn because your physiological needs are are not being met. And so I always joke with my husband that I have like a, what's called like a trifecta. And so like if I am cold, if I am hungry or if I am tired, you should probably like not mess with me because like especially when I have those three things like that's what we call the trifecta. And so like, have you I heard know, of Halt? Uh-uh.
0: It's like hungry, angry, lonely and tired. So if you're any of those things, don't engage with somebody.
1: Right. Mine my, my my three are like hungry uh, tired and cold because I yeah. do not like being cold, which doesn't make any sense why I live in Ohio because it's currently like nine degrees. Well, it's really like 32, but earlier this morning it was a whole whopping nine degrees outside. Um, but so like you have to, you have to meet those physiological needs before you can go up to the next one of safety needs. And so just making sure that you feel, Safe that your that you have shelter, um, that you feel like you're protected, that you feel like your your life is not in danger. And so, like if we think about you know war zones or we think about neighborhoods that have a lot of violence, again, children can't learn in these situations because all of their cognitive bandwidth is consumed by you know, being fearful whether or not they're safe, um, and whether or not they're secure. So again, they're not going to have this love. Now here's, here's where the debate comes in. So me, so in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he puts love and belonging next, but I'm actually going to switch them because this, in my personal opinion, and it is a debate in the, in the literature that esteem comes next. And so that you have to take care of yourself, that you have to know who you are. You have to have your own strength. You have to feel good. You have to have good self-worth before you can move on to that next, um, step of what's love and belonging. So even though Maslow listed it as the fourth step, esteem, I listed as the third step when I kind of teach it, because like, I think like, and this, you know, is also based off of Eric Erickson, again, terrible name. We mentioned this before (laughs) in last season, Um, but he, he put, you know, your identity before intimacy. And so the idea that you have to, you have to know who you are and you have to be secure with who you are before you can be, a good partner. And before you can do things for other people. So that's the esteem level. Then we have love and belongingness, which is friendship, intimacy, family, a sense of connection, which is very much lacking in our society right now. Like everyone is disconnected because everyone's on their, on their cell phones and not paying attention and not talking with other people, especially with COVID stuff. Um, so where, you know, you have to have that sense of belonging, you have to feel connected to people. And then the last one, the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. So achieving the, the highest, can you achieve your, can you Uh, reach your full potential and so it's the idea that unless you have your physiological needs met unless your safety needs are met and your esteem you feel good about yourself and you have these connections you actually can't be the best version of yourself according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs which I absolutely love and a lot of the time I think incorporating this theory into a lot of what we're talking about just in society is 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 important to do.
0: Absolutely. And there's another definition of wellness that actually states that um, wellness is the experience of living life with high levels of awareness, conscious choice, self-acceptance, interconnectedness, love, meaning, and purpose. It's the individual's life journey of taking Maslow's self-actualization concept and applying it to mind, body, spirit, interconnectedness with other people in our environment. And so that's kind of how this concept and this is kind of a passion of mine and you'll probably hear it throughout and just how can we be our best self? And so as we go back to the weight loss issue is that I want clients and I want people to hit their highest potential. What what do they dream about? What is their highest potential? But before we get there, we really have to focus on are your physiological needs met? Are you safe? Are, you know, do you have love and be- or esteem for yourself? I mean, that's that's going to be probably a huge, huge piece. Love and belonging and stuff like that. And so, this is this is kind of, um, I went to school like I was for me, and a little bit of my story is that, um, you know, I was. Obviously, I was a psychology student of Mata's at some point and we were we would discuss in lab off all the time of like, what should I do? What should I be? And um, (laughs) she's like, well, you should be a life coach or a health coach or, you know, something, because this is this is not new for me. Drinking green smoothies and stuff has been around for a while. I would probably say I'm more balanced than I ever have been. Um, And so. I definitely went to school and I and it came across these um this school to become a holistic health coach and really look at holistic nutrition and it really aligned with a lot of my my values and and my purpose in life and I learned a lot about what we consider um, or what the school considers primary foods and this is what nourishes us outside of just food that's, that's known as secondary food. And another, um, concept is that everybody is different. Everybody has different nourishment, uh, needs, um, and stuff like that. So everybody needs to be looked at as a whole person from an individual per- perspective. Um, and so that's what this season is going to focus on a lot. And, what i see the most is when there's an imbalance between these primary foods and i'm going to go over those in just a second um and as we know and we've probably experienced and we've talked about is that creating balance among all of your aspects of life is difficult. (laughs) And to, um, I know uh, a lot of times I I will go off the, not go off the deep end, but be super stressed about like being healthy is hard (laughs) because of how many things that you have to take into account. Um, and so that concept is, is not, um, that I am very aware of, of that in, in that issue. And I'm sure Mata is right there with me on that.
1: It's so much easier to be unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, it's so much easier and I'm sure we'll get into it across the semester. It, it takes work to be, um, healthy. So I think throughout the, uh, throughout, throughout the semester, throughout the season, um, we'll kind of help you, along the way, probably along with us, um, our struggles with, you know, eating and not eating, uh, but our struggles in being healthy.
0: Yeah. And so, um, I, I would agree. And I think, I'm going to go through these uh, primary foods of, of what I believe. Some of them can kind of probably be categorized together. Um, we've talked about the circle of life or the wheel of life before, I think, in the goals episode um, in season one. And this is pretty similar to that because you can, if you can visualize this as a pie chart and kind of see where you are and make little dots and um, I'll try and put this up on our social media of, 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 a circle of life and try and link, um, something for you to do so that you can figure out where you are. Um, and to kind of figure out what areas you have imbalanced and that are in that you're happy with and, um, or where you're not happy. So these are in no particular order. Um, they're just kind of where they were on the, the chart. So creativity is something that people don't necessarily think of that is part of, of your life, and that is needed. Is do you have a creative outlet? I know Brene Brown has done a lot of um, research on this and play and being able to, um, which actually goes along with another uh, pie piece, which is joy. Are you experiencing joy in your life? Um, and this is huge. And like I said, we're going to go into these a little bit more. Um, Finances, where are you with finances? And we may have a special guest on for that episode. Um, but I think financial is a huge stress. Um, a lot of times people say you, money, or my husband says all the time that money can't buy happiness, but it makes things a lot easier. Um, <laughs> so, um, your career, um, does, does your work provide personal satisfaction? I know so many people that are just absolutely, they love their job and their job is their life. So is that balanced or they absolutely hate their job and it influences everything about their life? Um, education. Um, are you learning, expanding your life? Lo- uh, knowledge and gaining this intellectual piece, um, health. And so here we get to get into the more um, probably what you what you visualize from a health perspective is are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating the right foods and stuff? And we may even do like a primary foods type thing too. But um, just your overall health and then Um, one of my favorites is physical activity. Are you caring for your body? And this also probably goes along with some self-care. Um, the other one, uh, another one is home cooking. So you may be like, what? And this is actually probably one of the top things that I work with, with clients that they come to me because, um, the way that I, I lead is, is client based and, um, Most people know that eating at home is going to be healthier. You have more control. You have all of this. And so how do you incorporate home cooking? I would say 99% of the food that I eat is... um, (laughs) home cooked. Uh, we travel with a a fridge and stuff like that. So I've, I've nailed that pretty well. Um, but (laughs) it is actually one of the top ones that, um, people come to me, um, wondering how to, how to do it. Um, and another one is environment. So what is the stability, um, in your home environment and, everything that you're surrounded by. Is your space clean? Is it nice? Um, there's, my friend is an interior designer and we worked on a paper a long time ago of just how your environment and your space affects your mood and psychology and stuff, because I've always found that interesting. Um, relationships and this may be its own, um, It's own season because relationships are very in-depth. But where are you with your relationships, your friendships, um, your – significant other, that love and belonging aspect of life, social life, um, and social life has been one of those that has really taken a hit in this last year with the pandemic. So I think that's going to be extremely interesting um, to chat about. And lastly, we have spirituality. So you're finding your purpose um, in life and, and, oh man, purpose in life and feeling like you have purpose is, is huge. So.
1: Yeah. So I think with those, like um, people talk about the circle of life, a lot of the times in, in clinical psychology within my practice, I, I refer to these as like values. So what is, what is it that you value? What do you find important? Important, and I try to get people to live what I call value-based lives. And so, okay, from this list, what are the things that you that right now in your in your season of life do you do you put the most importance on? What are their highest-ranking values? And make sure that you're living a living a life of, of of according to your values. And a lot of the time, people will come in. And they, they won't be living a value-based life. I remember one of my clients a few weeks ago, I, I asked him because he, he really struggles with spirituality, meaning like his purpose in life. He doesn't know what his purpose in life is. And so a few weeks ago, I was like, describe to me what your ideal life is. And he told me what his ideal life is. And I looked at him and he essentially described the life that he was currently living, And so I looked at him, and I may have dropped the F-bomb on him. I'm like, then if you are living your ideal life, then why are you so blank, depressed? And it stopped him in his tracks. And ever since then, and he came back last week, and he was like, ever since you've asked me that question, it's kind of like kicked me into high gear. Because you're right like that's not the life that I want. I want this other life, but I need to figure out what that life is. And so we're really kind of exploring like his purpose. And so finding, you know, what do you what do you really value and are you are you spending your time? Like look at your calendar. Does your calendar reflect those values? Because if they don't, well then I think it's time to sit back and be like, okay, I am not living a value-based life, and therefore I need to I need to reach out and kind of do this. So, like for me right now, like parenting is something that I highly value. Um, my romantic relationship with my husband, obviously, romantic relationship with my husband, uh, repetitive there, um, <laughs> yes. is something that because I'm not having an affair. That's that, that would be ludicrous. <laughs> um, and so. That's something that I value. I value my health, and I value you know personal development, and so those are the things that I'm going to put above and beyond. And if I'm looking and my relationships, and so those are the things that I'm going to put. And if I sit and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm not spending enough time with my kids or my husband or whatnot, then I know that I'm not living a value based life, and so I need to kind of sit back and, and rethink the balance in my life.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And that's kind of what this season is about is finding balance. And so each, um, each episode is going to dive deeper into one of these areas of primary food and really give you techniques and coping skills of how to create more balance among the other things so that you are living your value-based life. And so I believe that um, the finding the balance is the key to living, to achieving happy and healthy life, in my opinion. So I am super pumped for this. Um, You'll probably hear some passionate, uh, it's um, already coming rants. out. I know you'll probably hear some passionate rants and beliefs, um, that are a little bit different. And I, the biggest thing is I want to encourage you that you can do it. You can change, you can make the steps needed to live a healthy life. Even if you feel that you haven't been healthy or that, you know, you that you don't have the ways we're, we're going to talk about all of that. Um, so very excited and I hope you stay tuned. I hope you got a little bit out of this one. Um, but we're definitely going to dive even further into this, uh, the next few weeks. So, um, as always be a bright spot and have a great day and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to The Bright Spot. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, give us a rating, and subscribe to our podcast. We hope that you can use this advice in this episode and share it with those you love to create a bright spot in your day.